This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Talksport Daily. Hello, happy Wednesday, my friends. Yeah, Wednesday. Nearly the middle of the week. Well, it depends where you start the week from, but anyway. Welcome to another Andy Goldstein Talksport Daily Podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. Of course, you can check me out on Drive later today from 4pm alongside the truth. Now, we begin, of course, with the Euro 24 qualifiers, or just the Euro qualifiers. We know it's next year. And Gareth Southgate's England beat Italy at Wembley. The match, of course, was live on Talksport. Here's the fallout. England have got the job done. Okay, Sarah, Sarah, whatever will be, will be. They're going to Germany. On a night when England qualified for the Euros, they beat Italy again, Kane with a penalty, Rashford with a fine finish, and Kane again with another brilliant finish. But this comeback win was all about Bellingham. Jude the Assured, I've seen enough now. I'm calling it on TalkSport. Jude Bellingham is the very best player in the world. And here's the take of the three Lions legend, Stuart Pearce. Listen, he, he was outstanding tonight. We, we've got a wonderful talent of a, of a footballer. I think Paul Gascoigne was in the stadium tonight watching the game. I think the camera panned on him. And uh, you, you can almost see shades of, of Gazza with that arrogance on a football pitch, the comfortable comfortable nature of being so young and being so competent at this level both at club and country and uh, he was arguably our best player potentially tonight he's, he's ended up contributing to a couple of goals and a wonderful talent and along with so many other young England players and Harry Kane is in and he's round everybody because in. 3-1 England and that will be job done Adrian Durham's gone big, and you might have something to say about this, actually, and said that Jude Bellingham is the best player in the world. Well, he's not far off, if, uh, let's put it that way. Um, no, Jude's fantastic, you know, he's, he's shown what you can do in an England shirt, he's shown what you can do, obviously, in a Madrid shirt this season, so... Um, and and the, the best thing about him is, you know, he's got a really good head on his shoulders, you know, he'll just keep working, keep pushing for the team. He doesn't get carried away, even though he's, he's so young, so... Yeah, I think, for sure, he's up there, and, you know, with the team we have here... We'll keep pushing him and he'll keep pushing us to, to set new new standards. But, you know, he's an important player for us. So uh, it's great to see him playing well for club and country. And we need everyone doing that if we want to be successful next summer. Good evening and welcome to the Sports Bar with me, Jamie Hart. And him over there, he's Jason Cundy. Has anyone seen Julius Caesar? Has anyone seen Sardinia? Pizza? Peroni? Coliseum? 
Leading Terrapisa, Spikeball. Can you hear me, Spikeball? Your voice are one hell of a beating. Let's wait there, though, because Fake Rovers is with England manager Gareth Southgate. Congratulations, Gareth. Qualifications secured. How pleased were you with that result and the performance? Yeah, the performance, very, very strong. I thought we played well throughout. Of course, the, the goal we conceded is a setback, preventable, but um, but it didn't knock us off our stride. We were dropping too many players low a little bit in the first half, and um, we needed some of our attacking players to just play a little bit higher to, to keep that threat. And in the second half, they were devastating. But But it came from the work ethic without the ball as well all of our front players did an incredible job Marcus Rashford I, I don't know if I've seen him cover so much ground Phil Foden was you know you can see had that skip in his step where you know he's playing with a lot of confidence so it was a real good team performance I'm calling it on TalkSport Jude Bellingham is, is the, the very best player in the world he's shown brilliant consistency and his mentality is helping us as a team because he's walking towards these challenges you know we believe we've taken steps forward since the world cup the results and performances would show that and the nights like tonight are where you you really have to show yourself against the big teams and um yeah he he set a brilliant tone for us all right ben benny boy hello mate you all right yeah good ben how are you yeah not too bad i just want to speak about harry kane go on ben 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 ben, ben you've just <laughs> been dumped he's like he's, just, do you know what right, he's but, just hung up <laughs> it absolutely stuns me. So Ben's been waiting on the line for 51 minutes. He phones up, 30, less than that, 20 seconds into the phone call, he drops an F-bomb. We're about to tell him off, he puts the phone down. Ben, if you're listening now, you're a disgrace, man. The, you wouldn't uh, do that in front of your mum. I think he wanted to come on and talk about... No, no, do, do, do you know what, John? Don't even mention it. No. Well, he wanted to say Harry Kane was terrible. Yeah. I think he best he went, actually. I think oh, he realised he's been an absolute... I thought Harry Kane was brilliant. Harry Kane's role in this team allows Bellingham to go on and be that marauding young midfielder, going beyond him. Do you think Harry Kane gets a little bit annoyed, though, the fact that we're always talking about Bellingham? Right, I think Harry Kane's had his time in the... In the Harry, everyone knows how good Harry Kane is, mate. That second goal brushes him aside. Yeah. Once he does that, he's he'd got the yardage bait. He'd Imagine you'd brush you aside. I'd smash him out of the way. Would you? Yeah. Well, how yeah, would I'd, you stop Harry Kane? He'd bring him down. <laughs> <laughs> Can't run without legs. <laughs> Now, 400 Sweden fans spent the evening in hotels under police protection after two Swedish people were shot dead in Brussels on Monday night. The Euro 2024 qualifier against Belgium was abandoned at half-time for security reasons. Former Crystal Palace chairman Simon Jordan said UEFA shouldn't have allowed the game to go ahead. In this instance, you look at it and you wonder why... UEFA, we've got Gianni Infantino running around like he's some sort of part of the Vatican State, suggesting that there should be peace in the Middle East, hmm. um, like some sort of envoy. Yet we've got the, the European Federation with a moment in time where people have been killed in a town and a game goes ahead and then the players decide that they don't wish to play. That should have been really a decision hmm. that was taken by the authorities and suggested that in the circumstances, given there might have even been a heightened level of risk, rather than a reaction to putting up a flag or a, or a beaming of a particular nation's colours over yeah. a stadium, yeah. this was a live and current circumstance. People in an environment, a contained environment, I don't think that game should have gone ahead. The former chairman of the FA, David Bernstein, has criticised English football's response to the terror attacks in Israel. 
It has become common for the FA to light up the Wembley Arch in the colours of nations affected by major tragedies. But Bernstein, who is Jewish, has been critical of the lack of response from the organisation. I think there's a term I've sort of tried to call it. It's prejudice by omission. In other words, not doing something. And I think the FA are guilty of that. There were plenty of precedents for lighting up the Wembley Arch. Um, and I think on this occasion, the FA came to the, the wrong conclusion. I think they made a bad mistake. I think the government certainly, who, who have been extremely supportive and understand the terrible things that happened in Israel, um, have criticised the FA for that. And I, I join that criticism. I think the FA should uh, be more proactive. And I would therefore categorise them in this area of prejudice by omission, treating this less severely than they would do other incidents in the past. It may be too little too late now. You know, whatever they do, they would have been sort of bullied into it. <laughs> you know, you want these things to come from the heart. Some, uh, sometimes the instinctive reaction or the first reaction is the best reaction. Um, I think now maybe to do something is better than not doing it. But frankly, I think they left it too late. The Professional Fighters League is out to take on the UFC's monopoly of MMA. Its founder, Don Davis, joined White and Jordan in the studio to outline what makes his product so different. There's three main things we've done differently. The first, as Simon talked about, is the format. Win in advance, lose and go home. Why is that so important? A big fight where you're fighting for the title in UFC, we all know that's important. But 90% of the fights are not that. So to borrow a soccer term, they're friendlies. They don't matter. Why are you watching those? Mm. Okay. In the PFL, whether it's fight 10 on the card or fight one on the card, they all have the same importance. If you win, you advance. If you lose, you're done for the season. So every one of them has is jeopardy. exactly a game seven. Has jeopardy, yeah. Has jeopardy, okay. So that's the first thing we've done. They all matter. They all matter. Number two, the video product of PFL, way better. Go watch a UFC fight on Saturday or a PFL fight on Friday. They're back-to-back -back on ESPN. Ours has gamification. Ours has next-gen stats. Ours has real interesting stats and data for video production. Two examples I'll give you. We're the only sport on ESPN that has real-time odds. Every 30 seconds on the screen, we take 12 feeds from around the world of, on what are the real-time odds. That's super interesting because you're seeing every gambling odds on who's winning every 30 seconds. With every punch that's thrown virtually. Yeah. Unbelievable. Right. The second thing we do is call it AI scoring. After every round, you always say, Jim, who won that round? No, Don, I think this guy won that round. Well, we tell you the computer actually who won that round. Right, so you're not in the dark, you know. So if you're not yeah. a fan, if you're Simon, you're not a fan of MMA, what do you really want to know? Who in the heck's winning? Mm -hmm. So whether it's the real-time odds or whether it's AI scoring, we've given you that. So 50% of our viewership comes from UFC. 50% are new to, new to MMA. They're mm. sports fans like Simon, but they're not MMA fans because they now understand the sport. The third thing we've done, big time pay. So the PFL Championship is November 24th. This is a million-dollar bonus to all the winners. Now, a million dollars in soccer, that doesn't buy Mbappe a car, okay? Right. But in MMA, the average pay in UFC or PFL is 100000 per fight. For soccer or the NBA, where they make $50 million a year, what if there's a half a billion on the line with three minutes left in the game? That's the stakes. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. 
That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Now, 14 years ago yesterday, Darren Bent scored a goal, which took a deflection off a beach ball to beat Liverpool in a famous win at the Stadium of Light. Or he passed to the beach ball who slotted home past Pepe Reina. Anyway, here's Bentley on my show, Andy Goldstein's Drive Time, 4 till 7, was reunited with the Beach Ball via the Football Museum in Sunderland. I just hope the Beach Ball wasn't a bit flat on air, <laughs> or a bit deflated, <laughs> or had the wind taken out of his sails. That doesn't mean anything, just play the tape. Round, round, get around, I get around, yeah, get around, round, round, I get around, I get around. Has now scored in his last five games, and that is a perfect start for Sunderland. Just look at the replay by all accounts. It looks like the ball deflected, not off a, a, a shin, not off a boot, but off a balloon. <laughs> oh dear. Let's bring in the man that runs the Fans Museum in Sunderland, Michael Ganley. And of course, hasn't seen him for 14 years, bent his mate, the Beach Ball. Let's firstly, before we speak to the Beach Ball, say hello to Michael Ganley. Hello, Michael, how are you? I'm fine, thanks. I think the question everyone wants to know is why have you got the word the truth written on your... Oh, is this what nickname people used to call me back in the day? No, no one's ever called you the truth. No you. one in I, the history... I promise you. So, so, no one's ever gone, I saw Darren Bent. They're going, who? They go, Darren Bent. Truth, Play yeah. for Sunderland. Spurt, no. The truth. Yeah, oh, yeah, that but, yeah. Darren Bent. Yeah, that's what's on there. No one has ever called you that. Yeah, it's part of a campaign, Umbro. <laughs> the truth! Yeah. That's... You know, used to love it. I used to absolutely love it. <laughs> I loved it. Well, you're never going to live that one down, yeah. <laughs> um, listen, the truth, of course, is sat next to me, yeah. and he's probably desperate to get a closer look at the beach ball. Um, do you ever take the beach ball out of the cabinet? Would you do do so for this little chat or not? Yeah, of course I will. I'll, I'll quickly grab it now and bring it a bit closer in. Okay, that'd be great. Oh, very nice. The truth. Just make sure you call me up from now on, yeah? The truth. Darren the Bent. It's on my boot. Darren the truth. On the tongue. Bent. Yeah, I'm sure it was on you. How long was how long was, no one's ever called you the truth? That was my nickname as a kid. So, as a kid. so we can see now he's taking the beach ball out. Oh, this is I mean, this is quite a big old moment, isn't it? This mm. is fan, quite fantastic. There you go, he's got the ball in his hands. Oh, I love that. The beach ball. There it is. Would you um it looks it looks like it's a good nick. You said it would have been badly damaged. What was wrong with it? Because it looks fine, Michael. Yeah, it's been split open, it's got sellotape holding the joints together, which is not really visible, but every joint has pretty much got sellotape holding it. Wow, okay. It's in good nick. It looks like it's in good nick, though. Yeah. 
Yeah, in case people are joining us late, um, this is all on YouTube. You can see this unfold. It's, it's quite, not unfold literally, that would break the... By all accounts, it looks like the ball deflected, not off a, a, a shin, not off a boot, but off a balloon. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, that's it, gang. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcast. From my back on LLC's Drive Time Show today at 4pm alongside the truth, Darren Ben. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport daily podcasts at first in the morning. Do what you got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a good day and above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport.